so I've been uh, doing a full 30. Yeah, update? Update on Whole30. It's going great. I feel good. Feeling? I feel fine. I feel kind of normal. You look emaciated. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I talked to uh, our music director, Lindsay, Lindsay Adams, and she's done Whole30 before, and so she's been like giving me recipes and stuff to do. Oh, nice. And she uh, just, she's been checking in on me, and there's this thing called tiger blood, where in like week three, a lot of people re- record the fact that they feel this amazing feeling mm-hmm. of like, I have this tiger blood, I can do anything, I, I like feel the best that I've ever felt in my whole entire life, and I really haven't felt that. And so I was sharing, Lindsay, one day, oh, it was right, I think it was right before a funeral, Lindsay came into the uh, sacristy while I'm getting ready, and she's like, hey, it's that time, tiger blood, you got it? You got the tiger, tiger blood? And I was like, no, not really, I feel just normal. And then she looks at me and she's like, oh yeah, it's because you're already too energetic. <laughs> so, I guess that was an affirmation. Yeah, thank you, question mark. Thank you. I already have enough energy. But okay. you kind of wonder, though, what would... I mean, you would think that you would even be elevated even more so. I don't know. Maybe it will come later. Maybe, maybe I am, fly. and maybe I just... I don't know. Ooh. Tiger blood. Tiger blood. That's I, what they yeah, call I've it. I've heard of that before. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder what that's like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just how I feel normally I don't know yeah could be but anyway so I I've been doing Whole30 for September and for those of you who don't know Whole30 is uh kind of a it's not really a diet but it's a eating regimen that gets rid of all foods that can be inflammatory to your system that um, could affect you in negative ways so you basically eat everything that is whole so you get rid of bread for 30 days. You get rid of dairy. You get rid of legumes, which include peanuts. Did you know that? A peanut is a legume. I did not know that. Uh, you get rid of any artificial sugar in any way. And that sugar meat is, is, is like agave syrup. It's also honey. It's anything you like can that. can't have honey. can't have honey. Dude, that's insane. Yeah, so it's dairy. It's any kind of grains, even quinoa, like all bread, all sugar, um, all legumes. Am I missing anything? So it's basically uh, meat, fish, a lot of veggies. Veggies. Fruit. You can have fruit. Yeah. And Do you know the origin of this diet? Or who's, There was, I, I think it's a woman who started it. I forget her name, who founded it, but she writes a lot of articles about this. And a lot of people have felt better. And so what yeah. Whole30 does is you get rid of those foods for 30 days. And then after those 30 days, you start reintroducing a little bit of bread into your diet, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of dairy to see how those foods affect you. Because it takes about 30 days for your body to be cleansed of all these things. So some people report like starting to eat bread again and they just feel like total crap. And so they realize that, wow, bread has been like, I don't know, affecting me negatively. It's been bringing me down. Others dairy, like dairy is bad for people's systems, but we've been, you know, consuming it for so long that it doesn't, we don't think it affects us. So I was just curious. It was more of like a curiosity thing to think about doing Whole30 and just like at the end of September, figuring out if like anything really does affect me. I don't know if it will. But you miss these foods. Uh, I miss, I definitely miss, I miss baked goods. The most. And I think it's because they're always on our counter because people bring them over. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, when you were growing up, did your mom bake? Oh, yeah. She baked all the time. Mm. 
So I think like baked goods I'm missing the most and, and wine. Like I've been missing wine. Yeah. Beer I love. Whiskey, scotch, bourbon, whatever. Those are great. But for some reason, wine I've really been craving. So, uh, so I thought about that right before September. Like, oh, maybe I should do it. September seems like a good month to do a Whole30. And uh, just to be healthier, you know. And so I thought about it. And I brought it up to you. And I was like, hey, what do you think of this? <laughs> and I don't think you said a lot about it. Um, and then I was still thinking about it. And then the night before, we were sitting on the couch. And we were watching Netflix or something. And then Father Derek turns to me. He's like, you're not doing that whole 30 thing, are you? I was like, I don't know. I was thinking about it, maybe. You know. And then you said to me, and I quote... <laughs> Dude, you in you could never do that. In no way could you do 30 days of Whole30. And I heard that, and I looked at you, and I was like, oh, I'm doing it. I am doing it now. That is what happened. And I committed. You did. And so that's actually... And you are, yeah. yeah. And I am. So... You are proving me wrong. Take that. Every minute you are on this diet, you are... Proving me wrong. So I originally was thinking about doing it just to be healthier, you know, think think about, you know, challenging <laughs> myself. But this is what I wanted to talk about, that it was Father Derek saying to me, dude, you can't do that. Discouraging you. It wasn't discouraging. It was like, it was shattering my pride. It was like, no, you are not capable. You cannot do that. Someone telling me that I cannot do something, mm. I immediately was like, I, I am doing this now. Like, I am committing to this. And so, honestly, the reason why I'm doing Whole30 is because mm. you said I couldn't do it. How do you... Isn't that crazy? How do you get motivated on a daily basis? I don't know. Just, I don't know. You don't I, have people... When like, I wake up? <laughs> you don't have people telling you, okay, Tim, you can do it. You no, know? I say that to myself in the morning. I'm like, let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's internal. And yeah. I think that's true for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But... But I definitely grew up in a household where, like, my dad was always saying how he was proud of me. Mm-hmm. My mom as well. Like, very supportive parents. Kind of instilling in that, in me, that, oh, yeah, you can do this. But that's, but what I, I, I mean, this is why I brought it up. Because, like, I am doing this very intense monthly <laughs> whole are. 30 thing. Because you said I could <laughs> So let's analyze this. Let's because analyze this. Okay. Not the, it's not the best reason to do something is out of... You said the other day it was spite. I did. And yeah. I don't think it's spite. I don't no. think spite would be like I have negative feelings towards you or like I hate you or something and I'm doing this to spite you. Mm. But it's. I think it's pride. You were challenging my pride and my okay. ability to do something. And so then I was like, no, I'm doing this. Yeah, so... Could I explain why I thought that there was no way that you would possibly do this? Okay, so let's start with that. <laughs> okay. Because I will, I will have food in the house, you know, because I'm just used to having food in the house and yeah. I need food in the house. Yeah. I'm not going to, because if I don't have food in the house, I'm going to go to McDonald's or just eat, order a pizza or just order bad food. Yeah. And that'll happen uh, every so often. Eating those foods is, not a sin it's not a bad thing no, right yeah but what ends up happening is like you'll be hungry and you'll eat that food which i'm not doesn't happen all the time case in point corned beef hash 
Right? <laughs> Who always buys corned beef hash? Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So all right. now I'll buy like four cans of corned beef hash. And they'll dissipate over a period of time. No one's eating corned beef hash in this house every day. Yeah, no. Yeah, just and let, some people let are the probably record, like throwing up in their mouths. Let right the now. record state we have a disgusting love for canned corned beef yes. hash. Spam, we also eat spam. We like spam a lot. <laughs> it's a thing. So just knowing that and knowing like I'll buy frozen pizzas every so often. What else? Maybe bananas or chips and salsa. Like these sort of like common foods that I'm kind of used to having around. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, all of these are against Whole30. What is he going to eat all day? What is he going to eat? He's going to go shopping every day? So Kind of. The fact that you sort of gravitate to what was easiest, and anybody would, I was like, yeah, there's no way this guy's going to change his life. In order to to do this thing, he's not fat. He's not suffering. What is his motivation? And here here comes out. I was his motivation. You were my motivation. You saying I, I had your motivation. Isn't that crazy? I mean, there's other motiv- motivation, but I don't know if that would have put you over the edge. Yeah, made me commit to it. So it's just uh, yeah. I I prayed about this and I reflected on it because I never really thought about it until. I was with Father Elliot Dees, an awesome priest. He's over. He's a pastor of St. Pascal's. We're really good friends. We were hanging out, and I was eating this plain chicken while he was stuffing amazing, delicious buffalo wings in his mouth, and I was depressed. And we were talking about, like, he was like, why are you doing this Whole30 again? And I was like, oh, just to, you know, be healthier and just to see if foods affect me. He's like, there can't, there's got to be, like, when was the moment where you committed to this? Mm-hmm. And then that made me remember you saying I couldn't do it. And so I started praying about that after he said that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really doing this? Because Derek said, I, Father Derek said I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like in my prayers, it was more of like a pride thing. In this, I could see maybe you were like trying to prove a point And you're like, no, I actually have faith in myself. I can do this. So it wasn't necessarily in my mind like a bad thing. That you like sort of took matters into your own hands and said, no, I'm going to exert more. I'm going to like try to prove yeah. that I have what it takes. Yeah. There was definitely pride there. And I'm not saying that you were. I remember know. running uh, the marathon in 2009. It was my first year in seminary. I thought it would be, it would be good, something good to, to just challenge myself with. Because, you know, when you're in seminary, I, I don't know if I w- would want to do something. Because somebody didn't think I could do it. Yeah, and that's where So there's got to be like a it. greater motivation in you. Maybe you're continuing to seek like a greater motivation. Yeah. Yeah, and I, so the thing is, uh, I mean, I, my, des- my original desire was good. To be healthier, to stop eating Flaming Hot Cheetos all the time. Oh my gosh. And to like just know my relationship with food. So that desire was there. That want was there. But you put me over the edge in a yeah. way. Yeah, I did. Where I committed to it. So, I don't know. I guess the moral of the story is just know your, like, know your desires for doing things. Like, why do you do them? And what, what is the meaning behind your actions? I think ultimately, you know? like, what we want to try to do is follow the call of God. Yeah. And so, we want to do things because God calls us to them rather than just be, 
just for the sake of them. Just knowing your ministry at Mary Seat of Wisdom or at your own parish, wherever you are. Like, are you doing that ministry out of your own ego or is God really calling you to that? Mm-hmm. I have a friend who stopped being a lector at Mass because he purified his own desires. Like, he originally wanted to read a Mass with this intention in his heart that wasn't from God, where he just wanted to be in front of everyone and kind of like, look, I am participating as at mass, you know, and his intention was purified. over. And his intention was purified over mass. And he realized that he is more attentive and more prayerful when he's in the pews, listening to the word of God, taking it all in, praying Lexio Divina, that kind of thing. Good. So you have a week left or so, right? One week left. Maybe the tiger come blood, down the days. Tiger blood will come later. It is really. I mean, props to you because. Oh shucks. <laughs> <laughs> it is a feat of strength. It is you. The re, the discipline this requires is incredible. Especially like you know Deacon Pat. I'm Deacon Pat. Well, not Father Pat. I'm Father Pat. He is gluten intolerant. Yeah. So it's one thing to like be forced to do it. But having the the gusto or the the psychology of knowing that you could and you won't get sick, mm. Father Pat, like he can't or else he'll get sick. Not that he, I'm just saying. I think it's yeah. something yeah, yeah, yeah. very commendable. So thanks, man. I think that's the first time you ever affirm me for anything. And last. And last. All right. Let's uh, let's shout out people. Shout out. Okay. I like to shout out people. Just people. All people. All people. You want to shout at people. That's I what I'm hearing. Yeah, I want to shout out, actually, I want to shout out Helen Magali. Helen Magali. Just, she did a lot this weekend, this past weekend, with the teens for Crux. We had Friday Night Lights. First Friday. ever. First beautiful. Inaugural. She, her, Kathleen Christopher, everyone who helped out, thank you so much. Um, Friday Night Lights went well, and then we had a teen ministered mass on Sunday, which was, teens did a great job. So, shout out to Helen Magali. Helen Magali. Mary C's Quarantined is a Mary C's of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.